Welcome to The Edge Podcast. The Edge is the weekly youth service of Victory Family Center, and our heart is to see this generation encounter Jesus like never before. Now let's check out this week's sermon. Over the next few weeks, we're going we're gonna to be on this series called, Is This God? Okay, uh, wait, I need, I need Caleb. Where's Caleb Tan? Caleb Tan, where's he? Is he counting money or something? Well, I guess he's counting money. If he's not here, he's counting money. Uh, oh, there he is. Caleb, come and say the way, I can't say it the way you say it. Like, is this God? Everyone give it up for Caleb Tan. Caleb Tan coming up on stage just to introduce the sermon series title to you. Yeah, so it's not, is this God? It's, is this God? Right. <laughs> Get up, Caleb Dan. <laughs> right. And, and, and we'll spend the next few weeks talking about how to hear the voice of God. And how do you know that it's God speaking to you? Alright, so uh, go with me in your Bibles to John chapter 10. And we're going to read here a couple of verses in John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verse 27 says, Is my sheep listen to my voice? I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my Father has given them to me. He is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. Right? So Jesus is describing us. He's describing Christians. Sheep. He calls us sheep. And He says, my sheep listen to my voice. In John 10, verse 4, just a few verses before that, Jesus describes like, you know, shepherd, the flock. Shepherd comes in through the gate. And he begins to describe a shepherd this way, using it as a picture for himself. And he goes, after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. Because they know his voice. You see, I find it interesting that one of the identifiers that Jesus uses for his sheep one of the identifiers Jesus uses for his followers is the ability to hear his voice. It's the ability to know his voice. So basically he's saying, hey, oh, if, if they can hear my voice, if they can follow my voice, they're my sheep. If they don't hear my voice and they don't follow my voice, guess what? They're not my sheep. It's an identifier that he begins to use here. And, and, and the reason this analogy is being used is if you could picture in, in, in your head together with me a grassy plain in the middle of, you know, Israel or something and like just like a trillion sheep just like hanging around there. And this, this is one time we're driving on a road trip to, through Australia and like, like a thousand sheep just crossed the road right in front of us, nearly hit sheep. And, and so just imagine me like a whole bunch of sheep just like running, you know, through a meadow. And, and what's interesting is they said that in, in, in Jewish times, the, ways that, the way that shepherds would work with sheep was that you could have this whole bunch of sheep running by, but if a shepherd stood there and called out to his sheep, you know, whatever he would call them, come here or whatever, you know, all the sheep that weren't his would just keep on running by. But the sheep that were his, the sheep that knew his voice would peel off from the flock and come to him. And why would they come to him? They would come to him because they were familiar with his voice. Because they knew that as long as they followed that voice, they would find water. As long as they followed that voice, they would find rest. As long as they followed that voice, they would find food. They trusted the voice of their shepherd because that voice has led them to good things before. 
And our job as Christians today is to be people who go, I know how to hear the voice of God. I know how to identify the voice of God. And sure, I might be running along doing something once I hear the voice of God. I'm going to that voice. Everyone else might run on by, but I'm going to respond to that voice. See, hearing the voice of God is so important for us. And I, I love what Jesus says about it here. He says, my sheep listen to, listen to my voice. They follow me. I give them eternal life. No one can snatch them away from me. When we learn to hear His voice, that's what it does for us. And so we're, we're, we're going to do this real quick because this is so important. We want to know where everyone is at. We're hearing the voice of God, okay? Now, we're going to do a quick, like, three-minute survey um, on us hearing the voice of God. So they're going to toss up a QR code on the screen for me somewhere behind me on the side to do it. Just throw in all the screens if you can. And, 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 and it's like, wait, 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 just chill, just chill. Okay, you can scan this in a moment and on there, there are some simple questions for you to answer. We're going to take just the next two to three minutes to answer this and this will help us generate more content for you. All right, don't worry, we're not going to plaster you know, your results up here or anything, but this will help us generate content to help you, all right, to help you grow in hearing the voice of God. So why don't you go ahead and do that, do that take a couple minutes, scan that and fill that out, okay? If you need help, just scream help and then Usher will help you and I will get out of the way so you can scan that QR code. I'll just take a couple of minutes to do that. Do we have a do we have a dh.org slash something for this? Is there? I don't there might there might be, there might not be. I don't know. Caleb says no. Okay, don't have. So you scan the QR code. <laughs> Could have made dh.org slash QR code or something. I don't know. <laughs> right, but it really, really, really help us out for you to fill this out. So just grab your phone out, scan that. Feel that. Take a couple moments. I will give you a couple more minutes to do that. We'll take a minute and a half and we should be done. You guys going okay? Yeah? Huiling, are you done? Almost done? No? Still going? Okay, we'll, we'll use Huiling as the marker. When she's done, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> if you need more time, you've got to steal Huiling's phone so that she doesn't finish. Yeah, go ahead, take a couple minutes to fill this out. It's going to help us heaps. While you're filling that out, um, hey, we believe that God wants to speak to us. And so the reason we decided to do this little um, survey is to kind of help us see where everyone's at, uh, see how we can help you, how we can equip you, how we can um, help you hear the voice of God better, um, if there's things we need to pray for, if there's things that we need to put in your hands as tools and things like that. Um, this will really help us figure those things out and and if you're asking like why do you need my age or my gender well i don't know maybe like girls hear god better than guys now and so we need to help the boys out i don't know maybe guys don't know what to say to god but girls have like heaps more words so you have a lot more to say to god but guys are like morning jesus good night jesus and like that's it so we figured we just find out maybe it's different huh for guys and girls but we'll see um 
Huiling, are you done? Huiling's done. Is, is everyone else done? If you need more time, just give me a wave. Anyone need more time? Are, are we mostly done? Mostly done. All right, I'm going to trust that you can multitask and finish up that survey while we get into the rest of this. Now, um, we talk about hearing the voice of God a lot here, okay? Uh, because we believe in a God who speaks. And not just in a God who speaks, but a God who wants to speak to you. Poke someone next to you, say you. All right? And, 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 and the question that I would love to ask different people is, what's God saying to you? And not just what God, what's God saying to you about you, you know? What's God saying to you about that career choice? What's God saying to you about your school? What's God saying to you about the stress that you're facing? What's God saying to you about your family? What's God saying to you about your relationship? What's God saying to you about your friends? What is God saying to you? Because God is interested in all the areas of your life. God's interested in every part of you and He always wants to speak to you. Now, what does God say? All right? God gives guidance when He speaks. Um, Psalm 32 says this, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and walk over you. Um, watch over you, sorry. God gives wisdom, all right? Jeremiah 33 says, call to me, I'll answer you. I'll tell you great and hidden things you have not known. So when God speaks, He gives guidance, He gives wisdom. When God speaks, He also gives encouragement. In Psalm 85 here, He encourages, uh, He says, let, let me hear what the Lord will speak. He will speak peace to His people, to His saints. Um, let them not turn back to fall. He, he would speak peace, He would encourage. Um, when God speaks, He gives promises. How many of you like that one? I like that one. Right? Promises of healing, promises of miracles, promises of breakthrough, of turnaround, of salvation. Some of you experienced that for the first time tonight. God speaks promises. Um, but sometimes, besides the guidance and the wisdom and the encouragement and the promises, Sometimes when God speaks, He also gives you a warning. He says like, hey, do not do that. He says, don't go there or this will happen. Hey, when God gives you a warning, like, listen to it. When God gives you a warning, take it seriously. But God speaks in all these different ways. And, and what I want to dive into today is, is sometimes we go like, God, why, why, why am I not hearing you speak? And I want to dig into that a little bit today. So in Luke chapter 8, Verse 4 to 15, there's this story about a farmer who goes out to plant his seeds. And it begins this way in verse 5. It says, the farmer went out to plant his seed. He scatters it across his field. And, and the seed basically lands in four different kinds of places. First of all, some seed land on a footpath. Um, so it got trampled on, it got eaten by birds, and it's gone. It never became anything. Second kind of seed landed on rocks. And so roots couldn't grow, they wilted, they died because you couldn't get moisture. No roots, no moisture. The third kind landed among weeds and thorns. And so the plants started growing, but they got choked out by weeds and thorns. And so again, no plant, no fruit. Now the last kind that Jesus describes in this story, he says they fell on fertile soil. They fell on good soil. And so because they fell on good soil, you got a, a harvest that was a hundred times more than the seeds that was put in. And, and the disciples here were like, oh, cool, 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 cool story, Jesus, but huh, we have no idea what it means. And so Jesus explains it to them. In, in, in verse 11, he says, guys, this is the meaning of the parable. It says the seed is God's word. So the seed represents a picture of God's word. The seed represents a picture of God speaking. It says the seeds that fell on the footpath, so just extend that a bit by extension, the seed is God's word. The field represents like us, all right? And, and, and the word's being sown all over us. It says the seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts to prevent them from being, uh, pr prevent them from believing and being saved. Now the seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy, but because they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, 
and then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. So there's a few things I, I want us to catch from this story. First of all, you'll notice that as you read this story, at no point in this story is there ever a question about whether seed is being sown. The story tells us the farmer walked through his field and scattered seeds. So it takes it as a fact that, you know what? There are seeds falling on this field all over the place all the time. The fact that seeds are being sown is never called into question. And what I want us to understand from that is that the fact that God is always speaking is never called into question. God is always speaking. God is always speaking. Creation began with God speaking. In Genesis 1, it says, God said, let there be light. It says, God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of heaven from the, se- from the waters of earth. In Genesis 1, 9, He says, let the waters beneath, God said, let the waters beneath the sky. In, in Genesis 1, 11, it says, then God said, let the land sprout with the vegetation. God speaks right from the beginning of creation. God spoke. He spoke creation into existence. And you got to understand something about God. It's sure, God does miracles and God does all sorts of things. But one of the primary ways that our God moves is He moves through speaking. In, in Genesis chapter 3, it says that the Lord God called out to the man. He, he was calling out to Adam and Eve in Genesis 3. In Genesis 6, it says that so God said to Noah, God spoke to Noah to build an ark. In Genesis 12, it said that the Lord said to Abram, and he began to give Abram a promise of descendants and a land that he was going to lead him to. In Genesis 26, it says that the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, and began to tell him what to do. In Genesis 31, it says that the Lord said to Jacob. In Exodus 3, God said, to Moses, I am who I am. In Joshua 3, the Lord said to Joshua. In 1 Samuel, he speaks to David. In 1 Kings, he speaks to Solomon. In Jonah, he speaks to Jonah. In in Zechariah, he speaks to Zechariah. In Acts, he speaks to Saul. It says, Saul heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? God moves through speaking. He's always speaking. But the enemy knows if he can get you to not hear the voice of God, if he can get you to be deaf to the voice of God, his job is done. He, he's, he, he's done. We've got to recognize that God is always speaking. Now, the second thing that you recognize in this parable that, that, that never gets called into question either is that there is no question about the quality of the seed. That there's never a moment where Jesus goes, yeah, some seeds were good seeds and Some seeds were lower grade seeds, so they didn't really produce fruit, but other seeds were more expensive seeds, and so they did better. No, and no point in this parable is the quality or efficacy of the seed ever called into question. And I want us to understand today that at no point is there a a reason to question whether God's voice is effective, whether God's voice is powerful or not. What God says is always powerful. What God says is always powerful. He's always speaking. It's always powerful. Back to Genesis, I want you to see, it it, it said, in Genesis 1-3, it said, 
God said, let there be light. But the second half of the verse said, and there was light. In Genesis 1.6, it says, God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of heaven from the waters of earth. And then it says, and that is what happened. In Genesis 1.9, God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together so that dry ground may appear. And guess what it says next? And that is what happened. Right. In verse 11, it says, God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort, blah, 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 uh, all the trees. And then again, it says, and that is what happened. Every time God said something, that is what happened. There's power in God's word. When he says it, it's done. When he speaks it, it gets accomplished. Isaiah 55 puts it this way. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper wherever I send it. When God speaks, whatever he says is always powerful. So I love about the, the, the fact about this because this parable never ever questions whether the seed's being sown or whether the seed is good. But the only thing that gets called into question in this parable, the only thing that gets evaluated in this parable is not the farmer nor the seed but it's the soil. The soil is the only thing that gets called into question. The only thing, basically, that's affecting the fruitfulness of the seed in this story is the soil. The issue was the readiness of the soil to receive the seed. The receptivity of the soil was what made or broke the fact that whether there will be fruit or not. And see, I reckon many times when we say, I don't hear God, I don't hear His voice. I mean, sure, sometimes for some of us, we, we haven't learned to hear the voice of God yet. We haven't learned to pray and just be quiet and let God speak to us. Sure, we can learn that. We'll teach you that. But oftentimes, if you think about it, what we're actually saying is, I don't see the fruit of God speaking to me in my life. If God's speaking to me, why is my life still like that? If God is speaking to me, why do my decisions still look this way? If God is speaking to me, how come I'm still dealing with these situations? And see, when we go, I don't see the fruit in my life. Sometimes the first thing we do is that we leap to blaming the seed. We go, there must be something wrong with that seed. Or we leap to blaming the farmer. You missed the spot right here. You got the guys over there and you got the guys over there and you even got the guys over there but you missed this spot. But isn't it funny that that's the, that's the one thing that this parable never does? Farmers never call into question. Seeds are never called into question. Only the soil is called into question. See, when we don't see the fruit, we leap to blaming the seed. But there's only one thing that's called into question in this parable, and that's the soil. And Jesus tells us that the soil is representative of our hearts. See, here's the question. Do we want to hear God as much as He wants to speak to us? Do we want to hear Him as bad as He wants to speak to us? See, I, I, I believe that, that as Jesus began to explain this story, that there's four things that He highlights here 
that affects the, the ability of the soil to bear fruit. The first thing he says is he says that some seeds fall on the footpath, right, where birds come in and take away. And see, sometimes what happens is when God speaks, our hearts are in a place that, if you think about it, a footpath is hard. Seeds can't penetrate a footpath. You know that, that, that patch of grass next to your MRT station where everyone cuts across illegally and after a few years there's this like illegal footpath through there and nothing grows? Why? Because you've compacted the soil so hard that nothing can grow. That's a, the that's a, that's a picture of this footpath. Seeds can't grow in, nothing can get in. And for some of us, sometimes our hearts are so hard. Our hearts are shut off from what God wants to say, God wants to do. And so what happens is the seed lands, but because it can't get in, the enemy comes and begins to take it away. So like the birds in this story began to take it away. The enemy comes and takes away what God says and causes us to doubt God. And, and the enemy knows, oh, if I can just cause him to doubt, if I can cause him to stop listening, I, I can, I, I, I'll, I'll have him. I'll stop God from moving in his life. Sometimes our hearts are hard. And that's us today. We need God to come and soften our hearts. Then Jesus begins to say, oh, for some, it's, it's, it's rocky soil. Rocky soil where it, 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 th- th- those seeds then don't, don't get to get deep roots and because the roots can't penetrate the rock. And so what happens then is, is, is it can't draw water from the ground. And he says those plants don't last. Just there for a little while and because and, and of no moisture, they, they, they die and they get scorched. And, and, and if you think about it, what it looks like is Sure, this ground, seeds fall on it. Maybe a top soil is like loose a little bit. So, okay, my heart's a bit soft, but it's still kind of hard on the inside. Then what happens is those roots go down a little bit and there's nowhere else for those roots to go. There's no foundations in our lives. And we want to understand that the spiritual disciplines and routines that we have in our lives form the foundation of our relationship with God. But if, if there's only a little bit of soil that God can work through at the top and the rest is rock, we're not going to have roots, we're not going to have foundation. And when you try to build without foundation, what you build will not last. And we go, our oh God, is, I don't see the fruit, I don't see, well, maybe because... Maybe because I don't have disciplines and routines in my life that build a foundation that help me to sustain habits of hearing the voice of God regularly in my life. Now the next thing he says, he goes, there's some seed, it's going to fall on ground, it's going to take root, it's going to start growing, but then as it starts growing, it's going to, the way Jesus describes it is, it gets crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Basically, that plant never grows into maturity. See this picture of a plant that would have been healthy, but gets choked out by all this stuff around it. And now, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You see, weeds and thorns don't take effort to grow. I mean, okay, I know in Singapore, not many of us have gardens. How many of you have a garden in your house? Or like, like you have a patch of grass somewhere near you. Not many of us, right? But it doesn't take much for like the lousy stuff to grow. It doesn't take much for the weeds to grow. But it takes a lot of effort for like nice flowers. And you know, like all the little like, you know, flower displays on your road dividers and like in the gardens. And all. That's a lot of work to maintain. 
But for like weeds to grow, it just it takes nothing, no, no, no effort needed at all. I mean, my fish tank at home is basically a story of this. It is currently brown, I believe. Um, it takes zero effort for you to rear algae. Like none, right? I mean, you don't even need fish to have algae. You just need a tank and it'll get brown and green and gross and, and disgusting because that kind of stuff doesn't require effort or time or energy. All it requires is neglect. And for some of us, that's the state of our relationship with God. That it's in a state of neglect where we might come here on a Saturday and be all fired up and God, I love you, but Monday to Friday... It's neglected. It's left to the side. And as you leave it to the side, weeds being grown, thorns being grown. And sure, the seed might be scattered, and, and the farmer's trying to get that seed out there. But you know what? Those thorns and weeds, they're going to choke out everything that God says, and it's not going to bear fruit in your life. I'm going to ask Aaron to jump up on the keys and go one last thought, and I'm going to pray. But you see, some of us might have that footpath in our hearts, some of us might have that rocky soil in our hearts, some of us might have thorns in our hearts. But Jesus describes the last kind of soil, the only kind of soil that works. He says, the seeds that fell on the ground on good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. I I want you to picture this with me for a while. See, he says that, that there is a kind of soil that's good. It's people who are honest, who are good-hearted, people who cling to God's word. And I want you to think or picture in your head like like what do you see when, when, when you hear the word cling? See, I'm picturing someone that's just like holding on for dear life to something. I'm picturing like, you know, a kid by the side of the swimming pool who's just like, no, I don't want to put my hand on the ah! <laughs> just clinging to the side of the wall. Um, sometimes when Carmen tries to leave the house, Livy is like clinging to her leg like, ah, don't go, I want mommy, I want mommy. We cling to something for dear life. Why do we cling to something? We cling to something when we want it more than anything else. We cling to a hope. We cling to a dream. We cling to a relationship. We cling to money. We cling, we cling to some things. Why? Because we go, I, I want this thing more than anything else. I'm going to cling to it. I, I'll let go of all sorts of other things. You can try and shake me. You can try and kick me. You can try and yell at me. But I, I, I'm not going to let go. We're going to cling to this. Why else do we cling to things? We cling to things because they are a priority to us. This is so important to me. It's such a big deal. It's a priority. So I'm going to cling. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let go. Or for some of us, we cling to something because, because we cannot survive without it. For a kid that doesn't know how to swim, they're clinging to the side of that pool because their survival depends on it cling to it because we know that without it we're not going to make it can I ask does the voice of God fit this description in your life is the voice of God something you would cling to something that you want more than anything else that you would give up other things to hear him speak that you'd give up playing some games that you'd give up a couple extra minutes of sleep is it a priority to you is hearing the voice of God a priority to you does it have a space in your schedule can I tell you if it doesn't exist in your schedule it's not a priority to you it's just a reality 
is the voice of God just a, 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 a topping, an extra sprinkling on your life? Oh, this is what I want to do. Let me just sprinkle some Holy Spirit on it. Or is it the main thing? Are you saying, God, I cannot survive without hearing your voice. I cannot survive without you speaking to me. See, many times, the thing with us, it's not that God's not speaking and it's not that His Word is not powerful. It's simply that our hearts are not in the right place. Our hearts are not in the right condition. And we're not wanting to hear Him speak as much as He wants to speak to us. You know, earlier this week, um, both kids have been a little bit sick and so they're a bit grouchy sometimes. And I remember one morning, um, Levi woke up later than Hannah. So, so obviously Hannah's got like a breakfast going and, you know, like uh, soy milk and cornflakes and all that kind of stuff. And so Levi, Levi comes, wakes up and comes up from her room and she sees Hannah eating breakfast. And so she kind of like staunters in the kitchen. And she's like, I want my breakfast. And so... Now I was like in the middle of I was going to get like an apple for Hannah or something because she just she has their fruits in the morning so I was about to get like this little baby apple and chop it up for Hannah or something and then so I just said to Livy like Livy just just give me a moment and I'll get you your breakfast just give me a moment and I'll get you your breakfast and uh, she's four right or three and a half and so she proceeds to have like a full blown meltdown she's weeping she's like but I want my breakfast but I want to eat but I want food but since has a breakfast I want to eat and she's weeping she's distraught as if like I'm going to starve her to death or something and, and, and I was done with the apple I grabbed the cornflakes I had her bowl and I'm just like Livy come here yeah. rolling around the kitchen floor like crying being upset I want my breakfast I want my I've literally got the bowl and the conflicts in my hands. I'm going, Livy, come here. <laughs> Livy, come here. Wanders out of the kitchen. Give me breakfast. Livy, come here. I'm trying to speak to you. I, I'm trying to give you the thing that you've been asking for. I'm holding the conflicts and the bowl in my hand for goodness sake. <laughs> was it that I wasn't speaking? No. Was it that I didn't have the power to fulfill what I was saying? No conflicts were in my hands. But she wasn't in a place to listen. She was choosing to do all sorts of other things. I didn't listen. She had to be manhandled back into the kitchen and have the conflicts displayed to her and go like, Livy, here is your breakfast. And you know what? Many of us were exactly like that with God. I was like, hey, come here. Hey, I, I, I want to bless you. No, but they have that. I don't. Hey, why don't, you, why don't you surrender what's in your hands so that I can I can give you something better. No, oh but God, why did he get this? Why did he get it? But I don't have it. Sometimes we're exactly the same way. I want to encourage us today. Will we, will we learn to position our hearts? We go like, God, God, I need to hear you speak. God, I'm going to cling to your voice for dear life. I'm going to hang on to hearing you speak like it's the most important thing in the world. Why? Because it actually is. 
And over these next four weeks, we're going to walk through this together. Over these next four weeks, we're going to learn how to position our hearts. We're going to learn how to do practical things in our lives so that we know how to set time up to hear God speak. I know we're running a little bit over time now, so we're going to wrap up in just a couple of minutes, I promise you. But I did want to let you know about a couple of things that are coming up in just a few weeks and how we're going to build this together. First of all, to make this practical, ushers are going to help us out. We printed is this God cards for you okay so ushers are going to help me out they're going to just help hand these out to you and every week we're going to we're going to give you one of these cards okay um, every week we're going to give you one of these cards every week right Caleb yeah every week we're going to give you one of these cards he's trying to tell me something but my phone's there so, <laughs> so you can just tell me bro what is it Okay. 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 Cool. Yeah. All right. So Asha's gonna help us out. They're gonna give us, help give those cards out. And um, how you're supposed to use them is there's a very simple guide on it. Okay. I'm just gonna wait for um, wait for the cards to make it around. But there's a very simple guide on it. And all that guide's gonna do is to kind of give you a simple framework for what you can do in your mornings if you want to hear God speak. So this, this could take you 20 minutes and this 20 minutes can be in your bedroom before you leave the house. It's, this 20 minutes can be on the bus on the way to school. This 20 minutes can be... You can even break it up into like 10-10 or 5555 if you want. Scatter it through your different parts of the day. But what we're saying is, I'm going to take five minutes to pray. Right? Ask God for things. Thank God for things. All that kind of stuff. I'm going to take five minutes to read my Bible. For some of you, that might be like one verse. Yeah, it's fine. We got you. For some of you, there might be a chapter. If you're a speed reader, you might read a whole book in five minutes. Good for you. You can do that with Jude's only, or Titus, those are pretty short. Five minutes to worship. Um, hey, if you play an instrument at home, piano, guitar, more power to you, that's awesome. Worship for five minutes, sing that song. If you don't, jump on Spotify. Athy can lead you in worship in your bedroom. It's all good too. All backs if you want. Give your praise in the morning. That works too. All right. And then five minutes to just zip it and wait on God to speak. Okay? You guys reckon we can do this? Right? 20 minutes a day change your life. Okay? So, hang on to this. Let it remind you through the week what your morning routine. Remember, we talked about priorities. When you cling to something, it's a priority. It gets in your schedule. It becomes a routine. We talked about like... How, how, how that second kind of solve because there's no routine no foundation this is how you build that foundation this is how you eliminate the rocky soil you build a routine just like this this gives you the exact steps what to do now there, there, there's there's seven blanks there it represents Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in case you were trying to figure out what it was and so every day that you do this check it off every day they do this check it off and by the end of the week have all those checked off alright and you can fill that blank there if there's one way you're going to intentionally seek God. Oh, I'm going to pray every time after I brush my teeth or I'm going to read my Bible every time after you know, I get on the train or whatever. Just write it there just to remind you. Okay. Now on the back side of it, there is a memory verse. Jeremiah 29, 13 is this week's. Woo! Okay, I don't need that. <laughs> it's all good. Don't, don't run up. It's okay. Okay, Jeremiah 29, 13 is on the back. And I, I want to encourage you, memorize that. Pastor Mark talked about it at, at, I think, Leaders Advance or Revival Nights about how you can prophesy through Scripture and memorize that. Memorize that verse. 
and, and commit it to memory. And I believe that God's going to speak to you through the Bible, through verses as well. All right? So use this to build a habit of prayer, listening to God. Tick off these circles. And hey, if you memorize those scriptures on the back of your cards, um, next week, for the first however many people that make it to the cafe, if you memorize that scripture and get to the cafe and recite the thing word for word, including translation, they'll give you a free something. Okay? Uh, it's limited to the first, I can't remember how many people right now, someone's going to put it on social media and stuff, but uh, if you nail it, they'll give you something, okay? Um, and then, on the fourth week, um, they'll do that as well. Alright, so second, so next week in the fourth week of this series, um, hey, Bible verse, you get something free at the cafe if you come early enough. And then, and then, and then, we're going to give a connect group prize to a connect group too. If you can get your whole connect group to memorize um, all four weeks of scriptures, Okay, all four weeks, uh, we've got something for your connect group as well, alright? You'll find out what that is next week. Can? Can? Simple? Alright? And one more thing we'll do, one more thing we'll do. Um, we're going to pump out um, a podcast on the middle two Mondays. So I believe it's the 10th of April and the 17th of April. Well, we're just going to chat with some leaders and ask them, like, hey, what's your experience like about hearing God's voice? <laughs> Are you okay, Christy? You look like you just died and came back. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just have some of our leaders chat about what it what their experience is just to let you know just to demystify it a bit you know hearing God speak is not this like ooh, like you know just, it's very normal we have doubts we have questions we have things that we struggle with and we're just gonna chat about it and hopefully it makes it a bit more real for you is that okay alright and one more thing we're doing Christy's still so shaken someone comfort her alright one more thing we're doing is um, on the 15th of April am I right 15th of April wait when's when's 15th of April yeah on the 15th of April we're gonna have a worship night here at uh, Topaya during our regular service time alright during our regular service time well, we're just gonna spend some time and just be like God we're just gonna worship you we're just gonna worship you and wait for you to speak and see what you're gonna do alright so over these next few weeks we're gonna very intentionally build this into our lives God we wanna hear you speak we wanna hear you move God come and have your way now believe that your life will change And that's it for this week. We hope you've been inspired and challenged to reach your generation for Jesus. Do check out www.theedge.org for more information, updates, and resources.